I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Welcome to my vagina. I'm Jesse Karen. This is Rebecca Frank. Sometimes. And here we are again, having our current historical, hysterical, and infuriating conversation about our lives as vagina-having organisms. All content made up on the spot, but probably researched. Just kidding, fools. It's definitely researched. I got a present. Yeah. I got a gift. I got Jesse a present. I got a gift. (laughs) It's titties. It is titties. I'm holding it. It's a titty cup. Titty cup. We're talking about lube this week. And so what more appropriate gift than some boobs? Because boob and lube rhyme. Totally. Tell us about the company. Yeah, I ordered them through off of Etsy from this awesome woman, Tessa, who runs a company called Milk Mugs and Jugs. It sounded like you said company company oh it did is you a company. say company no but now i wish i they had make cups and they jugs do. it's a company it's a company yeah she's awesome and you all should check her out find her is her etsy store look at her on instagram she was so awesome and working with her was so easy um and these mugs slash succulent holders whatever you want are fucking awesome we're gonna have a picture of them on our instagram you have to go check it out also i don't know why this made me think of it but you know you can that menstrual blood is super good fertilizer i didn't know that you didn't know that oh wait no i did know that you th- i think you knew that yeah because when i bought my diva cup i told the the guy that was working at the store it's a fertilizer guy, vessel yeah i was like you know i could just dump my blood into the house plants and he was so offended he just walked away i was like bye <laughs> <laughs> yeah so, whatever it's life bitch yeah it's life um anyway yeah everyone go get some awesome Boob cups. Titties. They're, they're really great. Titties. They're really great. Titties, 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 titties. We can titties. drink our coffee out of titties. We can titties. have plants in titties. We can have wine in titties. Titties. Thank you, Tessa. Are you ready? I wrote a song about lube. <clears throat> Let's talk about lube, Jesse. The kind through history. We'll tell you all about. Wait. Damn it. We'll tell you about mashed up yams and olive oil, KY jelly. Let's talk about lube. Let's talk about 
<laughs> little jingle. Yeah. That's never going to leave your head. <laughs> um, so we want to give a quick shout out to our friend Phoebe, who suggested that we do this episode, and we're really happy that she did. So if you all listeners have any things you want us to cover, send us an email, welcome to my vagina at gmail.com, or a message on Instagram or Twitter. Yes. Get involved. We love you. Yeah. Let's talk about the slip and slide to your cervix. Yeah. Lube. Lube. So makes everything during sex feel real good. Better. It's better. Better. Like a river. Like a river. <laughs> cool. So lube can do lots of things. It can reduce genital irritation. It can change the taste of oral. I'm not sure why you would want to do that. But it can. It can keep that sex marathon going. It's... Absolutely necessary for butt sex, Rebecca. 100% necessary for butt and sex. And butt play. Mm-hmm. And also, everyone out there, your butt, your butt is a bomb. I've been watching a lot of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. <laughs> <laughs> it enhances arousal during foreplay. It's actually really good at inserting and removing period products, which I didn't think about. Oh, but that makes sense. Right? Yeah, Especially that with makes like total the Diva sense. Cup, I feel like a lot of women mm-hmm. have trouble in the first two or three times they use it. Yeah, and I find personally that like because it, because of the way that it works, sometimes it dries me out a little bit. Mm-hmm. So once I pull it out towards the end of my period, it can be hard to get it back in again. Yeah. That's good to know. Right? It also is good for people who have vaginismus. Well, first, let's tell you what vaginismus is. It's a condition where muscles that control the female orgasm in the vagina, which unintentionally contract and tighten up when anything comes into contact with the vulva or surrounding areas. It can be super painful or pretty impossible to have penetrative sex. It's super, it's a super frustrating condition that I feel like we don't talk about enough. Mm-hmm. And in the next couple of months, we actually have someone who we talked uh, to about it. Yeah. Stay tuned for Molly Brenner, who has a show all about vaginismus. Yeah. Um, But they just recently have been doing studies that CBD oil might actually be a really good possible therapy for it. Um, I just heard it from a friend because stress and anxiety and PTSD are a few major factors. Mm -hmm. um, And CBD is being used to target it, to target that stress. I thought that was cool. That is cool. Just when we talk about, you know, having sex in general and women's ability to self-lubricate, stress about it can make you dry up. If Mm -hmm. you get too much in your head, it can be difficult. And so using lube takes that worry away. Woob. Woob. I don't know why. You could be woob girls. (laughs) Woob girls. (laughs) We're lube girls. Oh, man. Fuck woo girls. We're lube girls. Coming to a concert near you. Lube. (laughs) (laughs) There are three types of lube. There's the water-based lube, silicon-based lube, and oil-based lube. Mm -hmm. Um, So the water-based lubes are the most universally friendly, Mm -hmm. um, but they also dry out the quickest. So it's good to have a couple of different types handy. They're good for all the body parts, like even your feet. I don't know why I brought that up because I'm not even into foot play, really, but... Some people are. Some people we are. We probably so have foot pay- play listeners, so it counts, can lube you know? your feet. Lube your feet up. Um, it's compatible with all condoms. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's cheap. It doesn't stain. And also, I didn't know this, but if it does dry out, because it does dry super quickly, mm-hmm. that instead of adding more lube, it said uh, somebody said to add more water. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It just yeah. I didn't even occur to me, but it makes it slippery again. Yeah. Yeah. So the silicone-based, which you have to be a little bit careful about with certain sex toys, because... Yeah. If you use, even though it feels like samesies, you don't want to use silicone-based with your silicone-based toys. It'll, it lasts a lot longer than water-based lubes. It's safe. It doesn't get absorbed by the body, which is dope. Um, it also doesn't stain, but you're probably going to have to wash your sheets, though. 
Mm-hmm. Probably gonna have to do that at some point. I mean, anyway. you should wash your sheets. Just like you know, just wash your sheets. It's hard for people in New York, though, man. Yeah, but like, I mean, at a point, <laughs> <laughs> you know, at some point, at some, you just gotta wash your sheets eventually. Um, so yeah, so this one I think is the best for people with like uh, folks with chronic dryness and genital pain because it lasts the longest. Mm-hmm. The other con to silicone-based ones is um, it's more expensive, and you really can't find it in drugstores. Really? Yeah. So you have to go to like yeah, sex I, stores and stuff? I think so. Or Which order them off the web. I'd honestly rather go to a sex store because they're mo- a lot more willing to talk to you. I know mm-hmm. like babes is super like, oh, what are you looking for? Like, oh, you want something natural and not toxic? Cool. I got you. Yeah. Um, and then there's oil-based, which you should not use with condoms mm. because it will break your condoms down. Mm-hmm. And so, like, then there's no point in using the condom. It'll melt that shit. Yeah. Because science. Science. <laughs> Hashtag chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> Just FYI. Um, it can also trap bacteria inside your body, which can cause yeast infections and bacterial vaginosis. Vaginono. It's vaginosis. But I guess it's okay for, like, you know, men to just, like, masturbate with though Mm because it lasts long Mm -hmm. yeah and because you're not using a condom if you're masturbating right um and then one another thing to just keep in mind is uh you know there's a a lot of women have um different allergies or sensitivities to different types of lube silicone based and oil based more commonly than the water based so just like keep aware of it and just you know if silicone and oil don't work for you you can use water-based lube and it's completely safe so and good not all lube was created equally it's true yeah, there's some bad shit found in lube. Bad um, stuff. Yeah. Uh, commercial lubes are, how you say, mostly shitty. I think I think that's changing now. Yeah. Um, but too many of them are loaded with a bunch of crap. Um, and we talk about this with um, our next guest, actually. Um, Rebecca's story of the bloomy. Yeah. Yeah. And she also makes the point, um, which is important, that... Um, your vulva is one of the most absorbent areas, the skin around your vulva. And so when we're talking about adding uh, some sort of, like a, any sort of lube, any any of it, uh, and the friction that goes along with having sex, even though the lube is supposed to, it helps reduce it to an extent, you still, it still could absorb some of it. So you really want to look at the chemical makeup and just make sure that you're trying to buy as natural and organic as possible. Yeah. Things that shouldn't be in your lube? Glycerin? No, no. It's in tons of lube and it acts like a sugar, which causes yeast infections. Mm-hmm. Uh, polyquart. I'm not a scientist. (laughs) (laughs) Polysotin. Polyquaternium compounds are found in formulas uh, of Astroglide, as it turns out. And we're going to talk about how shitty that lube is very soon. Mm -hmm. And it's been found by the World Health Organization to increase HIV-1 replication. There's a whole bunch. There's propylene, glycol. It's preservative known to cause general irritations, parabens that mimic the estrogen in the body. Um non-oxanol 9 is like an abrasive spermicide that actually increases the STI risk. Mm-hmm. Um, the ingredient party goes on and on. I'll Rebecca will put a link to that in the notes. I have a link for you. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Um, and one thing to really keep in mind, uh, just since Jesse mentioned about Astroglide is, and, and I, I kind of urge this just in general, always check your sources and mm-hmm. make sure that you're reading something that's legit because I found recommendations for people to use Astroglide specifically for anal sex and yeah which is it's it's irresponsible and it's just uh promoting bad information and so when you're reading about stuff just make sure that you 
go to the most reputable sources, you know, like sometimes GQ might have stuff that's good. Sometimes GQ like recommends Astroglide. Mm -hmm. So just make sure that you do your due diligence because we want everyone to have really awesome, but super safe sex. Have a so, sex. Have lots of it. Lots of it, but safely. 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 Yeah. Because we love you. We do love you. Um, <laughs> uh, another thing to note um, on things to check actually is, uh, and I might be saying this wrong because I'm not a fucking scientist, um, osmolality. 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 <laughs> anyway, it's the measure of dissolved particles per unit of water in solution or serum. Again, not a scientist. It's essentially the concentration. I read this from a scientist. See that checking sources. You might not be able to pronounce it, but it's probably totally. pretty reputable. Anyway, it's concentration. And there's uh, hypo hyposmotic lube, which will cause your cells to absorb, absorb liquid, kind of like lotion. Um, but basically no lubes are that. I'm not saying it again. And there's <laughs> also hyperosmotic lubes, which are very common um, depending on how hypersmotic a lube is. It can cause your cells to release liquid, drying them out and even causing the cells to die. So it's sad. Oh, no, that is sad. RIP cells. I know. It irritates delicate skin tissue and it can make you more susceptible to SDI. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So just think about it this way. You don't, you don't want to put like, if people use, I know that we have some listeners who use essential oils for things and you have to dilute your essential oils. You don't want to put like a bunch of like, I don't know, cinnamon oil, I feel like directly on your skin. I don't think that's good. So I I think like we just have to think about check what you're putting in your body, check what you're putting in your body. Like you don't want to take like at work, I don't want to put my rags in just like a 100% concentrate of bleach I want to put a teeny bit of bleach in because all of the bleach will start to disrupt the fabric right so like just make sure that your vagina is that no yeah it's what I was almost gonna (laughs) say vaginas like that rag and I felt like an abstinence only counselor right (laughs) just realize that you know your skin um is a very absorbent and a really uh it is your first defense about everything against Mm. everything so just make sure you look at the ingredients and just look at the concentration of things because you just don't want to be hurting yourself true true yeah, anyway, we'll put a link to the World Health Organization because they suggest lubes that are no more than 1,200 milliosmoles, all these science terms, <laughs> which is the measure of os- osmolality. Um, so I cannot say these words. It's really oh fantastic. God, I, know. I almost tra- want to have like just like a like a recording of you one after another. Yeah, you're trying to say all of doing these words. Science. Yeah, it's Jesse really tries science and fails. <laughs> Jesse sciences. <laughs> Anyway, there's a friendly zone between like 285 and 295 that you want to get. Um, and is that information on the packaging? They do not have that information on the label. Okay. So um, now we're... But I have a link that I think has a chart with all of the lubes that are on the market. The way that all of our medications, and we talked to Rebecca again about in the Bloomy about um, FDA regulations and what's regulated, how they're regulated, and that there's really not oversight when it comes to uh, personal care products and things like lube. Yeah. There's just not regulations, and it's really dangerous. And you'd think... It's bonkers. It's bonkers, yeah. It's bonkers. It's fucking dumb. Some lubes on the shelves go over 10,000. Wow. And reminder that I said like the friendly zone is between 285 and 295. That's wild. Right? Yeah. We want, you know, you always want people to be informed, but it's really frustrating when the information is not readily available. Yeah. Bonkers. Totally yeah. nuts. Bonkers. Sorry. <laughs> Nobody watched that cartoon? What cartoon was that? 
bonkers. Oh, I never the cat, the the police cat. I have no idea what you're talking about. Oh my god. Oh my god. Which reminds me, Grumpy Cat died. I know. I meant to text you, but I didn't want to ruin your day. I'm so sorry. (laughs) R.I.P. Grumpy Cat. So. Modern commercial lube wasn't really invented until the early 20th century, but uh, people have been using different things as lube for a while. For example, from 350 BCE in ancient Greece, people were using olive oil, and this was also around the time that dildos were first mentioned. Mm -hmm. What were ancient Greek dildos made of, Jesse? They were made of padded leather and, yep, anointed with olive oil. Yep. (laughs) They were also really into anal sex and open to ho- male homosexuality. <laughs> Looks mm-hmm. like we are reverting all over the place. Right? Um, so sex scholars today think that olive oil was the go-to lube for the ancient Greeks and the ancient Romans. Mm-hmm. And in fact, in Aristotle's book, The History of Animals, there's a mention of people using olive oil as a contraceptive. He mm-hmm. said, quote, if the parts be smooth, conception is prevented. So, no, nope. End quote. Not Fast true. fact, not true. Not true. Don't do that. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> The physician Serranus also recommended olive oil as a contraceptive, positing that the olive oil would cause clogging, making the entrance of the uterus close and preventing sperm from passing through, which makes me think of that guy again. What guy? That fucking dude with legitimate rape. Oh. The body just shuts it down. It's like the it's, it's like the ancient. Legi- I mean, he wasn't talking listen, about rape, but the body does a lot of things. But that's not, that's one, not of them. one of them. I mean, I could have been a scientist back in. 350 BCE. Yeah, it was before we were talking no, about No, I couldn't Osmo have. I'm Lilu a woman. Lavis. Oh, yeah. Good call. I'm a woman. Good call. Forget it. Your dreams are dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, but keep in mind, as we mentioned before, that uh, oil-based lubes are not good to be used with latex-based condoms or dental dams mm-hmm. because they cause the latex to break down. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Melting. So there's no date on this, but I think it was after, like around that time. So apparently people in Japan, Korea, and China used a substance derived from seaweed as lube for a millennia, per botanist Ryan Drum. Um, they would boil the red seaweeds and make this like thick, sticky liquid called carrageenan. Can you say a fucking hard word for Car- once? Carrageenan or carrageenan. Thank you. Um, it's a water-soluble um, and it's slippery, or in other words, it's a great lube. Apparently still used in lots of modern lubes. Yeah, it's thought to stimulate and moisturize the tissues. And it's lubricated uh, condoms like Sliquid, which uh, we recommend. I awesome. recommend. Because carrageenan-based gels, they found, may work to prevent the transmission of human papillomavirus, HPV, mm-hmm. which is known to cause cervical cancer and genital warts. Um, for those who want to nerd out a little bit like me, there's a really cool paper that I'll put in the episode notes. Um, they found that carrageenan is very useful is a very useful infection inhibitor for a broad range of sexual transmitted HPVs, but in some cases it has also been seen to inhibit to inhibit certain strains of of HIV in, in vitro. Oh wow! Um, but not at as nearly as high of a rate as HPV. Totally. But it's still like an interesting thing. See, um, lube saves lives. Lube saves lives. Good lube. Um, good lube. Yes. Yeah. Not Astro Glide. Right. Yeah. Okay. So during Japan's Edo period, which lasted from 1603 to 1868, exactly. It's like really weird numbers. Um, couples would use. 1868 and a half. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> couples would use a substance called Tororo Jiru, which was a slick substance made by grating yams in order to provide lubrication. Um, so they used this lube. They used this for condoms that were made out of at the time were made out of animal intestines, which were super expensive. So people would reuse them. Another fast oh, fact: do not reuse your condoms. They do no. not work a second time. Also, gross. 
Um, and today, Torojiru is best known as a Japanese soup, which I thought was very funny. Nom, nom, nom. During the same time period, uh, men also routinely used clove oil for anal sex and dildos. Um, it's a rather strong essential oil, so it seems a little counterintuitive to sex, because, uh, uh, but it is still an ingredient in modern lubes and sprays and creams and all that jazz. Uh, for butt sex all that jizz <laughs> um it has pain killing and muscle relaxing properties so it's it's for your sphincter mostly you know that can be handy for the particular act if you if you use the caution use caution i also saw that it um can protect against i mean protect against i don't like that language uh premature ejaculation oh so, okay yeah stifle yeah stifle stifle sti- premature. make it go longer yeah you know, last sex longer. It's okay if you premature sometimes, but yeah, it's all right. You know, for everyone, if you want to last a little bit longer, um, spit is one since forever. It's free. It's always there, but it's also acidic, so it's probably not the best. It's not ideal as a lube. It's kind of a last resort. It doesn't provide much lubrication. It's not super hygienic. Um, and honestly, the first time a dude straightened up above me and took a long, lingering spit at my vagina, I was less than enthused. Ew. So yeah, no. There's got to be like levels of communication, and I was just like, "Whoa!" If you don't talk about it before, like spitting on someone's not cool. You know, it's a little disrespectful. It, w- it was. It was also like presumptuous. Yeah, it was kind of like. Uh. Anyway, so KY jelly. Um, so in 1904, it was uh first introduced, um, but it wasn't introduced as a lubricant initially because we come from a puritanical society um it was released as a surgical aid but then its alternative uses were quickly discovered and so it was re-released as a lubricant in 1917 so as an aside i read the mission statement for ky and i don't know if you did this but i really want to know what you think about it because i want to know when they made this their mission statement because it certainly wasn't from the get Quote, we are here to make sexual pleasure pleasure for women a priority and bring equality into the bedroom. We believe enjoying sex is something to be proud of, not ashamed of, to feel good about, not judged for. Our mission is to empower women to have better sex always. Oh, they just just did that. They just did that because they accepted their fate. They didn't make it for us. That's bullshit. They were like, oh, we can make money off of this. Right. And not only that, but I think it's really interesting Um, when we look at the fact that KY had to pull one of their products because it contained the spermicide nanooxanol 9, N9, Mm -hmm. and they had to pull it from the shelves because it was found that it could increase the risk of transmitting HIV, which is the AIDS virus, in certain situations. So when the risks associated with N9 were discovered, the spermicide-treated condoms made up about 40% of the $295 million U.S. condom market, and N9 was the only kind of spermicide used in condoms and lubricants domestically. Um, and the use of N9 condoms were wide among gay men who believed that they offered some amount of protection from HIV and other STIs. So we're going to link this article from the Washington Post that was published in, I'm pretty sure, 2002. Mm-hmm. That was all about the everything that was going on around this at the time. So cool. as an extra thing, um, in the late 80s and early 90s, there was pressure from public health organizations and the gay community to produce condoms with N9 because it was believed to be helpful in preventing HIV. That was later disproved. So it's not that KY had done this and um, released it, you know, without without the... They got pressured they into got it. They got pressured into because it. Because everyone was like, we're getting sick, you mother... 
Yeah. So they, well, they got, they, they released it because it was supposed to be safe and then it turned out to not be safe. But there were certain companies that didn't pull N9 from the shelves even after it was discovered to help with the spread of HIV. So when it was, when it was discovered, KY uh, is owned by Johnson and Johnson. So KY had pulled their lubricant um, with N9 in it, but companies like uh, Armkel LLC, which is a joint venture between Church and Dwight Company and Kelso and Company, which makes Trojan, immediate like did not uh, take the N9 products because they said it was still an important product for women as a backup contraceptive. So they started saying that the label for Trojan com- condoms that had N9 in it would say for vaginal use only. Um, but that I mean I don't know enough about it because of science, but women get HIV too. Mm-hmm. So Watch what you put in your vagina, ladies. And and people with vaginas. Yeah, and also people who um, have anal sex, watch that oh, yeah. too. You know? Bad. Yeah. Watch out for the orifices. Oh, just watch out for the orifices, yeah. Just, the holes matter. Just, 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 take care of your, just take care of your body. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So random aside, I have a KY story. Yeah, do it. Um, for a few years, I worked at this restaurant and this guy would come in and you know this as a bartender somebody who's worked in the service industry one minute before we closed all the fucking time at least once a week and he would call five minutes before and the host would be like he, he would and he would always do this it was like he was trying to torture us he would be like what time are you closing and we'd be like we close at 10 and he would come in at fucking 9 59 and he'd come in and he had a fur suit like there's this big Dude, like round dude with like fur pants and a fur Stop. jacket. Fur pants. No matter what the uh, yeah, fur pants. No matter what the temperature, and he would come in and he would sit down at the table. Sometimes he brought girls, sometimes he didn't, and he would just take KY out of his pocket and put it on the table while he ate like a four course meal and kept the restaurant open two hours because it was a nice restaurant and he would keep the restaurant open two hours later. We weren't allowed to let women go to his table anymore. Wow. Yeah. Like if there were two servers left, um, they would not send a female there because he would make them so uncomfortable. Okay. And then also like, hey, restaurant industry, that dude shouldn't be allowed in the fucking restaurant. Totally. Like that's a big hard no. If someone walks into the bar or restaurant and puts fucking KY on the table, it's time for them to go. Oh, for sure. It's time for them to go. But he sent, he spent money. So. Oh, God. You know, money is the worst. I know. I'm. I'm not saying. I no. obviously don't agree with it, but he spent money, and so like it was kind of, well, send Ugh, send a dude. A, what a dick. Yeah, dude. Anyway, yeah, crazy. Yeah. So in terms of like when we think about what are the best types of lube to use for different things, um, there have been a lot of studies that have shown that lube is not great if you want to get pregnant. Um, So there was a study done at the State University of New York Upstate Medical Center in Syracuse, and I will link that, that found that a lube called Pre-Seed is the only brand that didn't inhibit the sperm's ability to swim or didn't or had the least effect. Um, And this lube is for sale at drugstores. Conceive Plus was like right behind it. So I guess Pre-Seed is 92% we're still alive after two hours of exposure. And then Conceive Plus is 70%. Okay. Um, So it's really interesting that there's only like... One like one main brand that's the mo- that's that overwhelmingly effective. You know, it's like people are saying that you can't 
you can either enjoy sex or make babies, but never the two shall meet. Yeah, you but I mean, I mean, that's the, that's the thing, though, is like, I'm hoping that that changes because yeah. lube, like natural lube, does not affect your pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's the brands that are selling it with spermicide in it. Unfortunately, right. it just seems like a lot of them do that. Um, but it it may cause a little like decreased sperm mobility for other ones, which just makes me think of like dizzy sperm just slipping around the fallopian tube. I'm going the wrong way. <laughs> Turn around. Bob, Bob, I'm like, I can't keep, I can't stand up. Um, go on without me. <laughs> go on without me. <laughs> Make it to the beacon. But yeah, like there are, and, and again, we talked to the CEO of Bloomy and she is trying to make toxic free ones that should not affect your fertility. So just again, check the labels and yeah. Yeah, they're available. It's the ones that they studied were all like the big sellers, um, the ones that people most like most often buy, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I also found that they did a study where researchers found that mustard oil mixed with semen caused sperm to become hyperactive. Oh, damn. Yeah. So it was like super sperm and that made them stay that way for over an hour. And they did this test because they found that sex workers in Bangladesh often use mustard oil as a vaginal lubricant to try and to try and kill bacteria. Oh, my and God. I feel like someone needs to tell them. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Super sperm. Super sperm. I have another gross story. Tell me. Do it. Did I tell you the story about my dad? <laughs> I just I wish that I had that face on <laughs> fucking camera. Oh my god. I wish I had that. I didn't even realize it until it it lasted so long. Um I didn't know what to I do. I didn't realize how I said that, but it, it is still pretty bad. Um <laughs> So my I went out to lunch with my dad like a couple months ago and he likes to overshare. And so he has told me about my conception story several times, which mm-hmm. I repeatedly am like, I really don't need to know. <laughs> la, 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 yeah. la, 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 Earmuffs, earmuffs, yeah. earmuffs. Um, but the last time he, 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 he always adds on, he always tacks on like a new thing. And so like the last time he was like, yeah, he was like you and me and your, he was like me and your mom first time. And I was like, oh God, Jesus, dad, uh. I don't need to know that. And he was like, yep, my sperm have helmets. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? What does that mean? And he was like, they can penetrate anything. They just keep going. And I was like, what the wow. fuck? Wow. So if anyone's wondering why I'm messed up. Things you don't want to hear your dad say. Literally never. Yeah, never. Never. Just like FYI for all the dads out there. Don't say that. Please don't tell your daughter don't that your tell. sperm have helmets. Yeah, that's... Yeah. I feel, I feel really weird now. Oh, you feel weird? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. How do you think I feel? I know. It's crazy. No more stories from the dark farm. It is. Um. <laughs> it is funny. Um, so then I was thinking about, you know, if, if people go to fertility clinics and they take us and, you, you know, they use a sperm donor. And a lot of times those clinics have lube in the bathrooms. And I want to know, do they look at the ingredients in the lube? Do they offer like more natural organic lubricants? Probably no, not. Absolutely not. And so unless they have pre-seed you want the sperm to if if the whole purpose of going there and like jacking off and then for the person to then use your sperm is to get pregnant you really want those sperms to work as well as possible oh yeah you know what i'm saying so i feel like these clinics when you go i mean i don't know not you know i don't i don't know how it all works but like see what kind of lube they use yeah. in the bathrooms because yeah. that might actually have an impact in in like is how good a swimmer in it yeah yeah something to note they they also I, they also said in the article that I was reading the same st- similar study was that they use raw eggs as a personal lubricant. 
Who? It's natural. That you can use oh. um, raw eggs. Is Do you use just the whites, the yolks? Or just both? the egg whites. That's what um, I think. But egg whites get really sticky. Uh, yeah. It's like cervical mucus, though. That's yeah, what they compared it true. to. But also, like, people have al- egg allergies. So right. that could be a dangerous game to play. Super dangerous. They also- Let's not play roulette with your lube, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I also didn't know this just as a quick fact, because I thought it was cool. Apparently, that sperm make the transition from semen into cervical mucus about 1.5 minutes after intercourse. So the majority of healthy sperm will make it into the cervical mucus within 15 to 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention that I didn't think about it, but there's no wrong way to apply lube, but you can apply it better um, for P in the V sex. (laughs) And I'm sure also for like anal sex um, that instead of just like squirting it in the direction of her vagina, if you apply it to the penis, it will spread. So I like that's the best idea. Yeah. Um, And it'll and just like a thin layer of it. Yeah, you don't need like a whole don't ton. be overzealous. Don't be overzealous. Think of it like face lotion. You just put a little dab on your hand and yeah. then you dab it around and you rub it in. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't need to like you don't need a handful. Yeah. Also, if you're using a condom, you can little fun trick. You can mm-hmm. put a little inside the condom, like in the semen reservoir. Just stick to water and silicone based right. because remember, oil will break it down. Right. Um, but it helps. Uh, decrease the friction between the penis and the condom, making it more pleasurable for the man. See? Yeah, we all See, we care fun. about... We here, do. We here at Welcome to My Vagina also care about male pleasure. We do. Equal opportunity. Yes. So, real quick, mm-hmm. I'm just going to let you guys know how a woman gets aroused, in case you don't know. Um, so, the blood vessels dilate so that more blood will travel to the genital area and then that rush of blood prompts different vaginal glands and mucus cells to secrete fluid that acts as a lubricant and makes sex more enjoyable Mm -hmm. and sometimes that can take a little while because sometimes you're like i feel like doing this but maybe your body hasn't caught up yet yeah and so you can use lube to get it started yeah and you're not broken if you do exactly it's okay yeah and you know when different parts of your menstrual cycle or if you're going through or have gone through menopause or different types of medication can cause you to not get as wet as you like like the pill Mm because it changes your estrogen levels um, to suppress ovulation and when you don't ovulate you secrete less cervical mucus Mm -hmm. and allergy medicine which i didn't know but Alyssa dweck who's the co-author of the book v is for vagina points out that a lot of different allergy medicines work by constricting blood vessels and this means that there's less of the genital blood flow that helps you get wet yeah there's a lot seasonal allergies fucking up your sex life yeah (laughs) i mean there's a lot of things you know like i think there seems to be a great deal of resistance (laughs) that pun was definitely by vox not for me but (laughs) i wanted to say it there's still so much shame and taboo surrounding especially particularly for women um i think there is also for for men um i think you know women have a tendency to think and i've heard this all throughout my life like women dry up and then they're no good that type of stigma so women are like too embarrassed to request it and i've actually heard that a lot from partners that like if they if like a woman's not producing enough lubricant then there's something wrong with her and the relationship mm-hmm. um i think on the other side of that um there's also men that are doing a good job of knowing their partner and thinking they're not doing it right and lube makes it seem like you're admitting defeat and it's just it's not there's so many factors to what's happening right like yeah. you said like with medications or you know sometimes sometimes it is the fact that society prioritizes men's pleasure and there's truth to that ongoing joke that 
men don't know where the clitoris is because our sex education sucks and doesn't include pleasure-based knowledge. Right. And because it doesn't, because women aren't made to enjoy sex. We're made to make babies. And that's not right. You know? So, like, there's nothing... I mean, I think so much of this comes from the fact that people are afraid to communicate about what feels good for them and to feel like they're safe in doing so. So, you know, a lot of these, a lot of these lubes are intended to make sex more pleasurable for both parties. Mm -hmm. And so if it doesn't feel good for you, introduce something new. Try some foreplay. You could put lube, you can use lube with your sex toys. Yeah. You know, vaginal dryness does not equate not being turned on. Exactly. Not always. Not always. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it does. Communication. Yeah. You know, and, and our society and medical field also hasn't really taken the time to study women and our bar- bodies properly. So, like, that's another issue when it comes to foreplay, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the best part of lube is that it combats discomfort. It can literally, literally, like we've said a thousand times, make sex physically and mentally better. Because mm-hmm. there's, like, a little less... If you get past, like, that level of stigma and taboo, then lube is just an added bonus yeah yeah and you don't have to and sometimes just the fact that you can rely on it Mm -hmm. makes might make you naturally lubricate more because then you're not worried about not getting wet you're like oh I don't have to worry about it so you get less stressed and then your body works I mean like there is a connection between your mind and your vag yeah you know yeah uh yeah. Oh, so in in 2011, a study with 2,500 women used lubricant regularly over a five-week period. And the results show that water and silicone-based lubes was associated with higher ratings of sexual pleasure and satisfaction for solo sex and penile vaginal sex. So the wetter, the better. The wetter, the better. Do Doesn't have... make you lazy. It's just, just maximizing fun. Yeah. Do you have some recommendations that you can give our listeners for yeah. different kinds of lubes you like? So you don't lube shame. You don't lube shame, except don't use Astroglide. think you shouldn't use KY either. Yeah, KY is not great. So recommendations, Sliquid for water-based lube and wet platinum for silicone. Um, you should check out Bloomies, like we said, um, because all of her intimate products are toxic-free. Anyway, she has a lot of great organic, good, clean, fun lube. Um, also, apparently, Adam and Eve, they donate 20% uh, to HIV prevention. Awesome. Yeah. But I can also put a list together and we will put that. But yeah, use some natural shit. Check, yeah. check what you got. Look at, I mean, if you read, if you look at the ingredients of the food that you're eating, you should yeah. look at the ingredients of what you're, like what lube you're using. Yeah. So. And we should reshape the whole lube narrative in general. People yeah. People think they shouldn't need it and that's something's wrong with them if they use it and that's so not fucking true it makes everything feel better Mm -hmm. yeah sometimes you need some help and sometimes you just want it yeah you know i dubbed the all loop certified yeah now go forth and buy that 55 gallon right drum (laughs) drum on amazon of lube right so awesome but also check the ingredients and the osmolarity chart because i didn't right (laughs) before you do it yes but maybe just get it for a slip and slide Vagina is a happy vagina. The happy vagina. And he got a slip and slide to my cervix. Okay, we have some really bad news. Grumpy Cat died. Grumpy Cat died. Grumpy Cat is dead. I have, I was bought two copies of Grumpy Cat's book. That's how much I love Grumpy Cat. (sighs) It's so sad. It's so sad. And she was only seven. R.I.P. Tartar Sauce. A.K.A. Tard. (laughs) A.K.A. Grumpy Cat. A.K.A. Grumpy Cat. Aww. I'm really sad about it. <laughs> I, I feel too. like I, feel I laugh like, when I'm uncomfortable, <laughs> right? Grumpy Cat, I feel like is kind of like the the 
mama cat of all cat memes. Yeah. Like, I feel like we love cat memes because we love Grumpy Cat. Yeah. Grumpy Cat's net worth was estimated by the Daily Express to be $100 million. Wow. Oh, but then it was it was debunked by her owner. But I don't know if that's actually true. That's crazy. Grumpy Cat, richer than Poor I'll ever be. Grumpy Cat. She's on the 10 richest pets in history list. Um, oh my Grumpy God. Cat's number two. Grumpy Cat dies at home in the arm of her mommy. Oh my God. It's really sad. Uh, do you want to do some shout outs from, from, from the onlines? About Grumpy Cat? About Grumpy Cat? Yeah. Just to pay tribute. We'll pay tribute to Grumpy Cat. Okay. All right. Yeah? I've got Aww. a good one. <laughs> R.I.P. The world is waking up a little less grumpy today, and Aww. I'm not happy about it. Oh, yeah, I am grumpy. I know. <laughs> because he died. This is from at Last Straw News. R.I.P. Grumpy Cat, the only cat that even dog people could relate with. Yeah, Katie Hopkins said, I'm sorry Grumpy Cat is dead. If they bury her upside down, she'll be smiling. Hashtag happy cat. Oh, my God. Everyone, rest in peace, Grumpy Cat. Grumpy Cat. And then there's just a picture of Grumpy Cat, and it says, no. <laughs> Someone made a meme that said, so this is heaven. I hate it. I just read that one. It's so cute. Grumpy Cat lives on. (laughs) In honor of Grumpy Cat, I will be looking insanely ugly today. It's because I'm honoring the fallen, not because that's just how I look. He died so young. It's not fair. There's no no justice in the world (laughs) if Grumpy Cat has died. Give a shout out to my friends who know me because I got about four texts this morning about Grumpy Cat's passing. We lost a frown that made the world smile. We R.I.P. Grumpcat. Well, Grumpy Cat will live on. We love you. We'll we miss love you, Grumpy, you, Grumpy Cat. Cat. Bye. <laughs>